hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Gaming from the First Age. I'm First Age and I want to share with you my Swedish fantasy. Oh yes, <laughs> I hope your gaming life is full and bringing you joy. Mine is indeed both full and joyous, not least because of recent conventions at both Continuum and Albert and the Wizard's Staff, both of which gave me an opportunity to enjoy good times with fellow gamers, have another go at the Gamers Mastering craft, play some great games, have some great conversations. All good. Now in this episode, I'll be diving into a Trudvan Chronicles postscript and a look at its success-laden successor, Drokorok Demoner, Dragonbane, even now piling on the backers in another wildly successful free league Kickstarter. The Swedes again? Not exactly a turnip for the books. Sorry about that. I return briefly to the subject of Drokor Ochdemona Trudvan, Riot Minds' game set in the early medieval misshrouded lands of dark forests, vales and mountains, and of adventure and terror. It's a game with too many skills, perhaps not really achieving the magnificence of Mozart's too many notes. The combat system is a slightly too complicated recipe with myriad ingredients that all add to the flavour, but not before making the preparation just a little too arduous. And yet I like it and it plays fine. With a short series under your belt, anyone is going to get on with it. Even you. Yes, you. Whilst enjoying the Nordic Celtic setting for all it is worth. The flexibility and resource choices in combat are in marked contrast to the simplicity of its successor, Dragonbane, and that's a good thing for both of them. Trudvang's open roll exploding damage for the win. I will have a further attempt to bring five new adventurers along for a convention slot game of Trudvang. I've given myself a four-hour slot at our furnace convention to get it on and to give me a chance. It'll be a challenge, but I'm going to be better able this next time around. Perhaps some shaping of the instructions at the start, along with a slightly different scenario to highlight some of the keynotes of the setting. I would still very much like to get a short online game going. I'm slightly inconvenienced by my foundry over-enthusiasm. I have upgraded a little too early to foundry version 10 stable. Unfortunately, the custom system builder that I'm using for the dice rolling character sheet has stopped working. It's almost certainly because of the move to version 10. I will wait until that is back and available again. Also, Riot Minds' online character builder has, since my last podcast, been taken down and is no longer available. However, the community has produced a very good Google Sheet for sharing, and I'm hopeful that this will simplify and support the generation of characters. So, Trudvang will happen with a hiatus for the technical apparatus to be put back into place before we vault into the forests of adventure. I could start without this, but given where I am, I really don't need to hurry. (laughs) 
Trokoroch Dimene, or Dragonbane, as the English version of it is to be called, at least for the moment, is the new Free League take on the early BRP, basic role-playing, inspired gaming engine. And I must ask, are you, are you learning Swedish? Really, I think we all should be. Not only does it sound great, but as role-play gamers these days, it's almost presumptively rude not to. I have dallied over some free online language starters, but I do wonder if learning a new language is a bit beyond me now. I mean, it's not Finnish, which I also thought about, but mostly so I could speak Cinderin with a level of authenticity. I've never been an entirely practical person. Now, I have greedily devoured the Dragonbane Quick Start, which is available, I think, generally, but certainly to backers, and will immediately get it to the table at Furnace, which is coming up at the beginning of October. This game excites me deeply. No, really. And I have the tingles all over again. A welcome recurrence. But why? Well, I'm going to say, for things that it is, and for things that it is not. This game is tightly designed, and though inspired by the basic role-playing legacy, a history that lives and breathes in me to this day, it is running free from it to find new league expression. This has Roll D20, equal or under skills, rated at 1 to 18. So very familiar for the basic role-playing or Cthulhu kind of player. It's not percentages, it's D20s, more a la uh, Pendragon. Pass-fail, uh, with cool things happening on a dragon. That's a 1 result. There are 16 skills in total, at least on the quick starter uh, sheet, of which 7 are various weapons and combat-related skills. So altogether, it's, it's a fairly short list with wide application, backed by profession and kin abilities. Now, the attributes are of a fairly familiar type and range from RuneQuest. And indeed, for that matter, I suppose, Dungeons & Dragons. Hit points are equal to your... Uh, constitution attribute which again they're all of a 3 to 18 range as you kind of might expect from these games i do wonder if there might be a heroic option for hit points in the full game much as there is for uh, magic world the willpower stat gives willpower points which are used in a variety of ways one way i think is kind of like mental health much as hit points are a measure through constitution of physical health. Willpower points are also used to power spells and unique uh, abilities for the character. Armor absorbs, polyhedral dice weapon damage. We've got a two by two meter grid. It's Swedish, we're in metric land. But hopefully some explicit advice or permission to go theater of the mind, not that you really need anyone's say so. The original BRP-esque chassis has been given a free league spruce with pushed rolls giving you a boon, which is an advantage mechanic, roll 2d20, take the lower, and on failing, a condition. 
The kin and profession special abilities, some powered, as I say, by willpower points, provide further niche and differentiation between the characters. Nice. Short and long rests for your recoveries, which work in slightly different ways. And then we come on to initiative and the sort of combat action economy. Initiative is doled out on uh, a 1 to 10 playing cards, which are passed around all the different parties. Aces going first and ascending up from there. Initiative is drawn every 10 second round. And that's going to be important for the actual combat economy. Given the dynamic initiative, they've decided to go with a simple move and one action economy. You get an attack or a reaction evade and not both. This was to avoid ping-pong battles and quick, tight, risk-based actions. I'm looking forward to giving this a try. It is a different design, and some playtest feedback that is coming through is quite positive. Key to this is the ability to swap your card with another PC or NPC that is due to come after you, thereby quickly affecting the order sequence and thereby the tactical choices. I do wonder about being overwhelmed by superior numbers, especially with the helping mechanic giving a boon to another. That works for the monsters as well. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Speaking of monsters, monster attacks are akin to the Year Zero engine games. They're randomised. Typically, they always hit unless you evade or parry, where a parry is appropriate and is allowed. Other foes and NPCs act more like player characters with contested roles for attacks and defences. This is going to be all sorts of fun, with flavourful attack powers randomly piling in during the combat. I shall nod slightly to D&D 4th edition, but specifically note the heritage from Forbidden Lands, which permeates throughout this game. The quick start hints at lots of other small touches to the game, which will come through in the full version. Now, there are some things about this fresh take that I applaud as much for what it is not. Well, it's not RuneQuest Glorantha, for starters. A game that slightly shocked me by the 1980s accretion of layers on top of the RQ2 base. It was as if, ensnared by their own history, nothing could be allowed to go and lots had to be added. Now, I will say that the RuneQuest Glorantha is a beautiful book, and the nostalgia of the rules remains strong with playable connection to the RuneQuest 2 adventure material going back into the mists of earlier ages. Let's try and be upbeat and describe the skill list as comprehensive. Weaving runes into actual play was very good. For Dragonbane, at 100 pages... The core rulebook promises to be svelte and light on its feet, with a quick playstyle perhaps more akin to Open Quest, or possibly the later iteration of Chaosium's Magic World. The fresh touches from Free League give it a playful edge and some established mechanical twists that I think will prove fun at the table, and lifts it above my already high interest line for BRP play. The setting looks to be largely implied in a generic fantasy D&D mould. Now, I, I appreciate that this might put some people off, 
but it has the opposite effect on me. I see a blank canvas, enabling me to quickly use this mirth and mayhem game into settings that I already have, not least perhaps even Greyhawk, and others that I can create. That's a big plus. Not least that there will be a simple third-party license that I foresee might get me publishing. I've been kicking about a few ideas and looking at my old Kalan homebrew world all over again. Thinking of my other existing Free League fantasy games, Simbaroom and Trudvang settings will continue to be explored with the D20 systems that have been tuned for those places. Games of a family, but with rich variety on the tree. Forbidden Lands, and the Bitter Reach in particular, need some airtime, as this cleaves stronger to the Year Zero engine. Dragonbane sets me free from setting to enmesh it where I wish. I am early 80s giddy with the innumerable possibilities. The closest contender to this game, for me, would be Magic World itself, honed and based on Elric! Exclamation mark or Stormbringer 5th edition. My favourite BRP in that branch of the D100 tree. I like so much of the blend of old framework and new glitz that Dragonbane quite clearly wins out. With a Foundry VTT implementation of the system already in the Kickstarter bag, I can definitely see this on an extended long-form play with a lot of convention play too. A Dragonbane character sheet has already been created for the Playroll virtual tabletop. So that's another avenue for me to explore the game if I'm doing it online and using a virtual tabletop. To summarise, my overall impression so far is a very light, traditional and fast play game with basic role-playing sensibilities that have been given a free league fun coating. A game that will see an explosion of community content and for me, a lot of personal play. I have to be patient. The Kickstarter has got 16 days to go and Free League has opened commentary on the rules and quick start adventure. So there may be some changes that will evolve the game text that Free League currently have before they release the game to backers. I'm hoping for follow-up of the three styles of magic in the core game with the others that are available in the existing Swedish version. Back to learning Swedish or slavishly Google translating. Will the three levels of magic be powered up to five? Much to come through and more stretch goals to be announced on the heady journey of the Kickstarter campaign. The full game will not be physically released until August 2023, yet PDF versions will be available much sooner and hopefully not too long after the Kickstart conclusion. So there we have my Swedish fantasy, racy stuff, and I'll talk more about it as the game's availability comes through. And in a casual massacring of the Swedish language, Tils Nestergång, exciting times, and until the next time, all the best and good gaming.